Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, guys, real quick before we get started. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. We are now releasing the show a day early over on our Patreon. So Tuesdays, the show will be live. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. We have a bunch of other stuff over there for you guys to check out. Check it out. If it's something you want to do, do it. We appreciate every single one of you Patreons. And uh, yeah, enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today's special guest, we have Casey Lee. Hey, Casey. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thanks for joining us. Good, 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 good. So I'm super excited to chat with you because I think your work is like amazing. I've been obsessed lately. But for the listeners who may not know who you are, can you kind of give a background on yourself and how you got started in photography? Yeah. Um, so my name is Casey Lee. I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. Uh, I now live in Orange County as of uh, oh, cool, about cool. eight months ago. I got started in photography in 2006 on a whim of asking my parents for a Canon Rebel for Christmas. And Cool. Yeah, I've just kind of been shooting ever since. Uh, since then, started with really cheesy stuff that I've made sure I think is gone. Um, <laughs> it's and, in the vault. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, pretty quickly moved into music, dabbled in weddings for a couple of years, but I really have kind of found a home in photographing music yeah. and all things around it, portraits, live stuff, touring, and then... Uh, occasionally doing some uh, bicycle racing and uh, taking pictures doing that. That's cool. I feel like the Canon Rebel is like everybody's gateway drug. Oh, yeah. That was definitely like the gateway drug. The the perfect like introduction. Those cameras are so nice and light and small and the film and the digital ones I think are great. So that's that's awesome. It's funny. I was I was team Nikon. Sorry, uh, yeah, guys. I know. It's like they're either team. I was like, I'm a Canon girl, like which is super corny to say anyway. But like, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Um, did you go to school at all for for photography or just kind of like self-taught? Pretty much 100 percent self-taught. And I actually went to school for mechanical engineering and mathematics. Um, Whoa, so, so not even close to arts. <laughs> no, complete opposite of the spectrum. I took one photo class as a filler uh, with a great professor at my university. That was pretty much it. And that was just a I needed to satisfy an art credit and wanted to yeah. uh, have a reason to shoot and develop a bunch of slide film. So I just thought it was funny that you took an art elective just to fill a spot and then ended up like, look, look here where we are now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just funny how those things work. Yeah. I've told the story on the show before where there was in community college, there was one darkroom class. And I remember going to register for, for class with my dad and and that's all I wanted to talk about was like, I, I know what I want. I want to do the, the darkroom class. And they were like, okay, whoa. And they only had one. So once I finished it, I was like, can I do it again? And they're like, no, you already got the credit. Like you can't do it again. But then I went yeah. to photography school. So that way better. But yeah, that one elective. 
Yeah. So what brought you to where you are now? Yeah. Like, how did you like you're shooting film and you're you're doing the concerts and what? How did it all come about? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I guess that's a pretty loaded question. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's just I'm trying to remember how I got where I am. Uh, I think it was another I used to be on like a paintball forum and there was a like a sub forum of that forum where there was a sub thread that just constantly went and it was just <laughs> photography and it was photo stuff and it had nothing to do with paintball which is how I landed there and someone started talking about uh, medium format film and in particular uh, Mamiya RB67s and mm-hmm. how they were super mm. affordable really good like way to get into it cool like bellows focusing and i'm like oh this is sick so again i being a like i think i was a sophomore in college if that and i asked my parents i'm like hey for my birthday can i get one of these and they're like oh yeah sure so we ordered like (laughs) that's smart the the cheapest rb67 kit we could find on keh and uh that came to the door and i started taking around with me to some uh friends shows their small bands that have since disappeared but were hugely influential in me growing up yeah i did that for a while and eventually I stopped using that RB67 because I kept having weird little like leaf shutter issues and mm-hmm. I was just I was just buying new lenses and not getting things repaired and just being like, well, I have a new cool paperweight today. Right. Um, the worst. <laughs> so, eventually uh, I I love the 6x7 format. I tried a Mamiya 645 for a while and it was the worst. Um, (laughs) I don't know if it was just me and being used to like big old 6x7 ground glass and focusing on that then going to a 645 and trying to focus that. It was really, really cool. I liked the system, but I just didn't do well with it. I I constantly misfocus on things that should have been super easy. So I was thankfully within the return window, uh, returned that, got a Pentax 67 off of eBay Ooh. for like 400 bucks, which I, nice. I I think is like unheard of now. Yeah, um, it is. Because I've been looking now. <laughs> yeah, that's it, it's crazy. Like I, I got my 672 body for what a 6x7 goes for now. And, oh, wow. Um, wow. Wow. I'm, it's, it's amazing to me. But um and then I fell in love with that 6.7 format again, and I started using it to take portraits. And then I dragged it to Dallas Stars games and would go shoot warm-ups on some Ilford 3200 wow. with that 105 2.4 and just like, mm. yeah, all that. And now I'm, I'm using that 6.7.2 whenever I can. And then I've kind of supplemented it with uh, some 35 millimeter Canon bodies and uh, a Leica. And it's just a great piece of kit and yeah i think that's kind of how i got to where i am camera wise at least yeah <laughs> that's funny because when you hear other people's stories it's like i feel like 75 percent of the time my story kind of intertwines mm-hmm. with their story and it's like that was the rb67 is what got me yeah i shot some like 35 millimeters here and there point and shoots and some random slrs that i got at you know goodwill and stuff like that but once i got the rb67 it kind of changed everything mm-hmm. and I literally toted that thing everywhere with me. It was fun. Yeah. Just a good camera. It's a great camera. It's just And like, it's just so cheap still to this day. Yep. It is like you can get one for a couple hundred bucks with 
a lens and a back and yeah. you know just be good to go yeah it's a it's a great little kind of like the rebel it's a great little gateway drug into film yeah. and medium mm-hmm. format film it's yeah it's so easy to use the only downfall is that it's like lugging around four cameras <laughs> yeah. to carry yeah. one body yeah. and a lens yeah man it is a bummer and i never had a strap for mine either oh. so i just always like ca- like literally carried it everywhere and and i started just using like a book bag too as like my camera bag and i never could find like an insert that it would fit in because it's just so awkwardly shaped and i but you know all those little funny things aside it's still just a, a great a great beast yeah. So Casey, are you have you been touring with bands or, or do you kinda do one off yeah, shows or too. um mostly one off shows. I toured with uh a Australian metal band called I Killed the Prom Queen for two kind of short runs, once in the winter of two thousand fourteen, right before thanks or right after Thanksgiving. That was my first touring experience. And how was that? Uh it was a lot of fun and some of like the best memories ever. Mm. That's what they say about tour. It's like, it's rough, but it's like the best time. Yeah. And it's, it's given me some of the best friends ever. Um, I still talk to most of the guys and even though most of them are Australia, one of them actually lives like 10 minutes away from me now. Um, which is awesome. I see him every now and again. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. We went the run I did was just from LA back to Dallas. So we did up in LA and then San Diego, Mesa, Arizona, an off day in New Mexico, uh, Oklahoma City, and then Dallas. So it was just, I think, five dates. And it was just an absolute blast. Um, a lot of fun. Now it's mostly just one-off shows. I work a full-time engineering gig here in Orange County, and that's that's how the bills get paid. Right. Mm. We know all about that. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you're are you shooting? You're just shooting film, right? On these gigs. If it's touring, I'm uh, supplementing with digital. Okay. Because normally they're wanting and needing content. Right. Every right. Day. Right. Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about because I um, used to shoot a lot of bands back in the day, and I've been working with this artist, and I shot his like first day on tour. Um, they're doing like a three, three week run and you know, they want them like the next day. And I was like, you know, I was like, why don't you shoot any film? I'm like, well, I got to get it. You know, I got to get it so they can have it. But yeah. I would love to, to shoot like live stuff, you know, on film. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's just the, like you said, the, the turnover struggle, like mm-hmm. it's nice when I'm shooting like a friend's band and I'm like, yo, right. can I come out and just shoot film tonight? And they're like, oh yeah, sick. And I shoot it, send it off to indie. <laughs> have them process scan and then get it back to them in a couple weeks. Um, and it's not too bad. It seems like most of the bands that I've been shooting, someone in the band shoots film or is into photography as like a way to pass nice. time. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's uh, that helps because then like hanging out, we nerd out about film yeah. stuff just like we're doing right now and talk about cameras and film stocks and why I don't shoot T-Max and I only shoot Tri-X. And <laughs> it's... Um, but it's it's good times and it, it's crazy. There's actually a dude out with I think neck deep right now, and I think he's shooting film on the road and processing it and scanning mm. on oh, the road. Oh wow, wow, that's awesome! Like, self develop, self scan. Name is Elliot Ingham, and yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> for sure, we'll be looking him up. Yeah, it's Elliot X Ingham on Instagram, and he's a, a solid photographer. Um, and I, I think it's him who's doing it. Um, 
but I'm not certain. Yeah, I wish. Or they, they, so this artist, like, they can't bring me on tour this time. So I'm hoping, like, somewhere in the future I'll get a chance to go because I'm having some serious, like, FOMO in the sense of, like, man, I could be, you know, documenting the whole thing and, like, doing rad portraits and, like, the guys and stuff. So it's, like, a super bummer that I'm not out there with them because I just know, like, how I would shoot it, you know? Like, I would yep. do... Ugh, it's just, like, ugh. Got my fingers <laughs> crossed. Hopefully soon, but... Yeah, I think I think the whole like the developing thing, like while on the road Mm -hmm. is is definitely possible. I mean, you would just need a little setup, you know, kind of just take the mono bath with you. I mean, you'd have to be doing black and white probably to have that quick of a turnaround. Yeah. But just take like a take a mono bath with you, some rolls of black and white. They make light boards that are paper thin. Sure. And just get a macro lens for your Canon and boom, like there you go. You could be posting film photos within five hours. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Now I want to do that. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) I want to be that guy that's like, hey, guys, check this out. Look what I'm doing. Yeah, Yeah, Casey, I like love your portrait stuff oh thank you same same here yeah are you so do you just like like grab people as uh that's kind of how it started um i was covering a festival back in texas uh it was south by so what now it's just so what um music fest it was in dallas for a really long time i think they had it in houston this past spring and i would just shoot for the festival and as a part of that i would be roaming backstage in between sets or in the middle of the day and just yeah grabbing whoever i saw and I love that. trying to you know just pay attention to where the sun is and most of our front of house tents at that fest and our our monitor tents and the gear tents were all white mm-hmm. so it, it made it really really easy to just be like okay uh hey can we go over to this tent that's like a hundred feet away because it's in the shade. Whereas this one that we're right next to is like getting blasted right now. Right. Um, It's too hot in there anyway. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And it it just made uh, getting started super easy. And I got a lot of uh, really cool artists that were very, very chill and like, very down to earth and willing to just like let me sit there and snap a couple of film photos in the middle of the day in between songs or whatever or right before they're set and then uh, that kind of progressed into me reaching out to artists beforehand and be like hey I'm working on doing all this stuff would you be cool if I came by for like 15 minutes we can do some portraits and then I'll send them over get your approval before I post anything etc etc and uh that was that white background is money. It it really is, <laughs> and uh, I I picked up this like uh, I think it's called like an X drop backdrop. Ah, that's got a big like felt blanket style white backdrop, and then I've got a black one for it too. And you just throw it up; it gets it nice and tight. And now I can take that anywhere Perfect. and be able to shoot yeah. at venues that otherwise I'd be stuck with like parking lot brick wall Mm -hmm. um, or trying to find somewhere in the venue which is always a nightmare when you have oh it's the worst lighting usually too yeah and if you can find somewhere where you can get some natural light generally you're putting yourself like right by where kids are lining up to come in um and it's not exactly where the artist wants to be right before they're uh, they're set (laughs) definitely not (laughs) no I just I, I get I get the all shucks feeling when because I, I mean, I used to play music for the longest time and saw so many awesome shows and played with amazing bands and stuff. And I just kick myself for not having a camera with me at all. I mean, I had some friends that did some, you know, old high video stuff and whatnot. But man, I just wish 
I would have had my camera right. with me, especially talking about in like looking over. I was like looking over your Instagram and your website and stuff. And it's like, oh, man, there's Anthony Green. Like there's <laughs> it's like we we saw him like, the, you know, like three years ago, whatever. And it's just crazy. Like, I wish I uh, bums me out. <laughs> Yeah, and he's he honestly has been one of like the most chill. Every time like I would see him mm. at that festival, he would always be very very cool about stopping and taking a photo. So super stoked to be able to get a couple of portraits of him along the way too. Yeah, for mm. sure, he's the best. So Casey, did it take you a while to get get the hang of shooting film at live shows? Because I because for me it's like depending on you know, you usually get three songs unless you're like with the artist and you get right. more. But like, I'm so like, I have to get it mindset that I don't like, I always have my film camera like strapped up, but I'm like, I just don't pick it up. Cause I'm like, I got to get what I can. I know I got to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, mm. it has definitely taken some practice to mm. just kind of know the tool and know mm-hmm. what it's going to do and what situations and like yeah. how to like, it's not like a DSLR where I can be like, okay, cool. This lighting changed drastically and I need to change my exposure and I can look at it and be like, oh yeah, I need to change it that much. It's right. you're, you, I mean, you know how it is. Like you're, you're shooting and it goes from being like perfect so front lighting to, yep, to almost darkness. pitch black. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you're kind of stuck trying to just, eyeball it and guess and that's kind of what it's turned into is like i've kind of figured out without using the meter so much what Mm -hmm. i can get away with i'll pre-meter like the first couple frames with my dslr to just kind of do that polaroid type check and then yep yep i'll i'll set the the pentax and the like up however i want them for that and at that point i just kind of commit and i don't really pull the dslr back out that's Um, so awesome if i saw you in the pit and you had that pentax 67 i would have been like oh my god man no way that's (laughs) like that just blows my mind that's so cool it started off kind of on a whim uh, I, yeah. I, I took that RB67 to, uh, it was a tour with Under Oath. I've shot them before. The Devil Wears Prada mm-hmm. and Seosin. I think there was someone else on the bill, but those are the three I remember. And Bo from Seosin had just kind of got in this like really cool pose and I had the RB67 and he was standing still long enough for me to just rack that focus and just dial it in. <laughs> yeah. And I, I grabbed that frame and process scanned. I think every other frame from that roll was just trash. But hey, that look, one, listen, if you got that one money yeah. shot, like. Yeah. And I say, wait, wait, wait one second. One second, Chris. Yeah. Just listen to yourself right there. You just said if you get that one, it makes it all. I worth know. It. I should. I should just. <laughs> and just as Jonathan Canalis said when we had him mm-hmm. on the show, he said that digital photography is killing people's confidence. And yeah, I mean, you know how to shoot photos. I know. You know. You I know. know this stuff. You need to just stop. Stop. Yep. I mean, I get it. For the quick turnaround, digital is man. It is awesome, and it is awesome for art and all kinds of stuff. But like, don't let that. Like, don't let confidence be the reason why yeah. you don't shoot film. Like, it's when so- I, I went to go see one of my favorite bands a couple months ago, and, like, I didn't take it down. I wasn't worried about it. And, yeah. like, not that I was using it for anything, but, like, I knew I was going to have some awesome shots. I think it's if- just, like, because mo- it's, like, a paying client, too. So, it's, like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, then yeah. It, that- then it gets <laughs> tough. And, like... Get, yeah. 
it's that that was kind of one of my big things that I was really fortunate with when I did that run on Warp Tour was that yeah. who I was out with was cool with me shooting film as long as I got digital yeah. stuff along with it. Yeah, that's why I wish I was like, maybe if they take me next time, everybody keep your fingers crossed that I get to go on tour with this guy because, yeah, I definitely am inspired now to just do it, you know. Yeah, you do And that. like you said, if once you get like I can shoot a bunch of digital, but if you get that one money shot on film, it's like, OK, cool. I don't care about the rest of the role because I got the one that I want and the one that yeah. I, you know, is going to like satisfy me creatively. Yep. And and, that, yeah. and like if you know how to shoot a show, shooting a show on film and shooting a show on digital are the same thing. Yeah, it's just true. you have to be a little bit more patient and you have mm-hmm. to trust and know, okay, like I don't need to follow the singer around because he'll be back over here in a second. Let me do this instead. Right, right, like, right. And just knowing – it just shooting a show like you normally would, but doing it with film. And like I said, you just you don't get eight frames a second. You get like 0.75, but you don't <laughs> need that yeah. eight frames. Yeah, you're right. Because you, you you're just waiting for the one shot. Like mm-hmm. so there's one of my f- – so the bow photo was the thing that got me hooked. And I, I have an 11 by 14 darkroom print of that that a friend made for me uh, in college. And that's – top-notch one of my favorite photos ever that i've taken and it still is um yeah but uh when seosin got back together with anthony um singing Mm. i wound up uh shooting a few of those shows uh once on their like first run and then two shows when they did uh rockstar's taste of chaos uh, revival a couple summers back and yeah one of my favorite photos from that run of shows was shot on my leica and it was just like i can't believe i just got that and that's what yeah. the, like that's what the tool that i'm still would not say i'm that familiar with i love shooting with it but it's with music it's so hard to shoot something that's not just centered and like trying to yeah. compose with that rangefinder in the dark with backlighting mm-hmm. and it's a little bit trickier versus the pentax but yeah i mean i have a bunch of photos that i really like that i've shot on digital but i can picture in my head all the film mm-hmm. sh- shit that i've shot that it's just like <laughs> yeah like i i remember exactly taking that photo and where I was and what city it was in or whatever. Like it's That's so cool. There's there's more tied to it, there's more attached to it. Yeah. Cassie, one more question. How, do you change like the role during in the middle of like Yeah. Or <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I, it's I tried- just like I can just picture like such a rush, like being you know, because you only have that three song limit and yep. and that's amazing. I try not to, but yeah. I I try to time each I'll, essentially take like three rolls of Ilford 3200 into the photo pit per band. I'll pre-tear two of the rolls wrappers so that I'm ready to just mm-hmm. pull the roll out. Right. Have a, the roll loaded before I even get in there. And then I try to time it to where I'm making my film changes between songs just to try and maximize what I'm getting. Um, right. But, some, but sometimes you can't do that because the whole idea that first three – of the set is just bang, 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 just blast yep. through them yeah. and keep the energy going and to, to sit and be in. And then you're doing it in the dark. Like you said, with a little bit of a rush going <laughs> of like, I have to get this done now. I can't drop this roll. Right, um, right, right. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's tricky to get it done, but yeah, I, I it, especially with the Pentax, I'm definitely changing roles mid set. 
Wow. Man. <laughs> See, that's why that, that's like one of the only reasons like a modular system would be better, kind of like an, R, an RZ or something or mm, RB or whatever. Yeah. Just something you can just like throw a couple backs in yeah. like a fanny pack and just like, like pop, 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 pop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yep. yeah. Yeah. And that's what kind of pulled me to trying the 645 when I was trying it was that I could have yeah, backs okay. loaded. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it handled like a DSLR and it was smaller and it had faster lenses and I couldn't focus it to save my life. So it didn't really matter. Mm. <laughs> um, so that was that was the That's big crazy bummer. how that is. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Some cameras you just kind of like you blend. You, you Yeah. Uh, it's like a, you know, and I, I'm trying to think of the word like a communion or something. Yeah. Almost I was going to say like, the camera picked you, you a, like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've had cameras like that where, you know, just I couldn't nail focus. I just couldn't. I just couldn't get it and it really sucked because like some of them were really awesome cameras and it's like mm -hmm. i hated letting go of them mm -hmm. but you know there's no point if you're not if it's not working like, yeah if it's not working don't don't force yourself to do it let somebody else enjoy it who like bonds yeah. with it or whatever you know yep yeah it's it i always feel like that kind of stereotypical film guy when i start waxing nostalgic about like <laughs> the pentax 67 and my rb 67 yeah. it's like I still keep that RB around. I haven't picked it up, but for when we moved across the country because I needed to move it from one table to another now, um, yeah. but I still hang on to it because like I'm, I'm kind of bonded with it. I don't yeah. want to yeah. let it go. Yeah. Exactly. Man, I sold mine. I sold my first one and regretted it so bad. Like I, I bought another one and I, I will never let go of that one. And even like you said, it's just literally sitting on my camera shelf looking at me right now. And it's like, are you ever going to use me again? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, especially when a camera like makes its way back to you. It's like you can't let it go. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I refuse. Yeah. I will not. I don't care if I never use it right. again. It's not leaving. Hmm. I feel like I had a lot more questions for you, Casey. <laughs> I guess we could talk about like what what are your some of your favorite film stocks to shoot in the pit? Tri-X, um, if I can get it as far as like lighting goes. Um, yeah. Of course, when it's a act when a show is in a venue at night, that's not really an option. And then I yeah. I pretty much always go Delta thirty two hundred. Um, mm -hmm. It's one. There's just so much latitude with it, and you can kind of get away with not jacking with your exposure in the middle of the set yeah. and just like set it on like one two fiftieth, one five hundredth and yeah. wide open and you'll mm -hmm. pretty much be okay as long as you don't like time it to where you're taking a frame in like the dark side of a strobe. Yeah, um, yeah, you, yeah. You'll pretty much nail it. And then when I was doing warped it, yeah, it was pretty much always Triax and Porsche 400. I don't shoot color too much. I Even when I can, I definitely lean more towards shooting black and white. Mm. Yep. And then I've dabbled a little bit with the, the Cinestill stuff and I love it, but I, I can't get a hold of it ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is sold out all the time. Yeah. I was just after uh, after we had Shannon on, I was like, I'm going to go get some. Cinestill. I know. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I tried to grab some 800T. Where was I? I was up in San Francisco for a bike race and uh, walking around and went to Sammy's in, in San Francisco and yeah, they didn't have any 800T mm. and I was like, well, that does me no good. Looks like yeah. I'm shooting black <laughs> and white tonight. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of those things though too. I feel like we've talked about it a bunch of times on the show of like when you kind of find your thing, mm -hmm. like, you know, black and white, Delta, Tri-X, whatever it is, you just, you don't even have to think about it. Yeah. You know, you don't even think about it. It's like, I know what I'm going to get. 
with this film stock tonight or today or with this session or whatever it is. <clears throat> I used to bounce around all the time. Like I'm sure like we all do when we first get back into shooting film and all that stuff. Like you just want to try everything because it's, it's new and exciting mm-hmm. and it's fun. But I feel like the real fun and the real like enjoyment out of this thing, like really starts when you, you kind of have your, your triax mm-hmm. or Chris, your portrait yeah. or, you know, just like when, once that happens, then it's just like, oh, it's on. Now I'm pretty yeah. much limitless. I can do whatever I want to do now. Like, And for me lately, I've been really trying to like zone in on whatever that is, like whatever my style is, yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah. I, I used to shoot portraits all day, every day. And then, you know, I moved to California and I've been shooting like palm trees and beaches and stuff like that. But I'm like getting back, like portraits is what really like started it all for me. So I'm like really consciously trying to like, you know, like you, Casey, like at a show, like just starting to pull people, you know what I mean? And just like, like i am been really like focusing on like whatever my style is and trying to like zone in on it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And that, <laughs> it's, it, it's so hard to do too. Like you can lose track it of is. it really mm-hmm. easily, whatever that style is. And like, I, I feel like I'm still searching for a style because, like, w- I like the pictures I make, but every now and again, I'm like, is it, is it original? And then I have to remind myself, like, who cares? Like, yeah, that's just cares? how yeah. you take a oh, picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, n- none of this is really all that original anymore. And No, I was just going to say, for definitely not. Um, and it's like, just take the pictures you like to take and take them the way you like to take them. And so for me, that's generally a very, like, Avedon-esque portrait is I, I think what I tend to lean towards is like just mm-hmm. put them on a simple backdrop and just focus on them and don't worry and about you know, anything else. It is really working for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, because you, you use indie, right? Yep. Yeah. They, I know they post your stuff quite often and I'm like, is this, this Casey guy? I was, yep. I was right. Like, yeah. Indie has been my lab pretty much since day one i i dabbled with a couple other labs just to try them out and i just i can't beat like being facebook friends with the person who's doing my scan corrections right like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. i i shot a wedding in australia for one of the guys from uh prom queen oh, no and, way that's uh, awesome yeah it it was an incredible incredible experience and one i'm so thankful that i got to do um but as they were going through the scans, uh, Lily sent me a Facebook message like, hey, do you want this to look like this or this? The best. <laughs> like, the best. That's yeah. awesome. Because mm-hmm. it was just kind of a weird colored scene. And it was just a, a great thing to be asked and have to save me a little bit more work on the back end of like having to go back and do white balance over mm-hmm. again. And they're just the best over there. Like, I, I love working with them. And it's been forever since I sent them film. And I just sent a big old fat bag of stuff <laughs> that I, I'm honestly not sure what was in it. I just know that I had a bunch of, <laughs> I still do have tons of roles laying around that I'm trying to work through a backlog mm-hmm. of because with the move, I just kind of had to put all that by the wayside and focus on the job and then doing the bicycle thing and like training all the time. I just haven't really had much chance or really put thought into it. But like, as my like racing season is winded down, I'm like, I need to get back to like satisfying this part of me also and taking care of the creative stuff, not just the the competitive itch because there's a, a few things that tend to drive me and mm-hmm. you got to hold yeah, on to so, that <laughs> exactly and it's been cool like 
going to races and like taking pictures there and seeing friends who like race but are also photographers and we can nerd out about bikes and cameras Mm. and it's it's just it's a very different scene but it's kind of very similar to the music scene all at the same time yeah i love when the passions cross like that you know that's cool no it's it's awesome so are you still shooting a lot of weddings no no. I, I think because I the, saw on your web your website it was like I do this and this and this and occasional weddings. That's pretty much how it is. Like if yeah. it it kind of takes me being asked by someone who like I really would have to want to shoot the wedding mm-hmm. um, because it's like this isn't my lifeblood. I love doing it when it's like like I said a cool wedding or a friend or something like that or. I'm going yeah. to Australia to see a friend get married and I'm honestly going more as a guest than a photographer. I just happen mm-hmm. to be taking photos at the same time. Like it's, I much prefer the other stuff, but I, I do it every now and again, but I honestly don't get asked that much anymore, which I'm, I'm very okay with. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of stress and yeah. it's, uh, it's a lot of like lugging crap around mm-hmm. and it's a lot of work. Just, yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I'd, I'd honestly rather spend my Saturdays riding my bike or going go. to a, a yeah. gig. Like if anyone wants to hire me to shoot photo, like their wedding <laughs> by all means, but like, I, I, it's just not, uh, it's not my passion and I'd rather, mm. uh, see my friends who are super passionate about doing wedding stuff, right, exactly. doing the weddings instead. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. No, that's, that's yeah. Cause, uh, I've said it too before a bunch of times on here. I, I dabbled in that whole wedding sphere, not like my own personal stuff, but just like assisting and, mm-hmm. and it's just, I, not for me, I found out very quickly. Like, again, like I love being like the, the nephew or the friend that has a camera with, and, you know, I'll grab a couple good snaps that, you know, the, the photographers aren't going to see because I'm like in the guts of the wedding. So it's fun being that person, but I just don't, I don't ever want to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) No desire whatsoever. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, it, it it has to be the right thing. Like, Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and for me, like after the wedding in Australia, there just hasn't been the right one that has come along and like worked out. Like there there have been some where I've gotten inquiries for it. I'm like, yeah, I want to shoot this. And then they're like, Oh, like our, our friend just freed up and like, he's going to come out and do it now. And I'm like, yo, like that guy's a legend. Like by all means, I'm I'm not upset by this at all. Um, I would have loved to have done it, but I I get it all at the same time. So um, it's, yeah, it just has to be the right, right scenario and the right group of people for it to work out. Cause I definitely know like when I have done weddings, like I take on a lot when I do it and like trying to help them make their day run smooth because sometimes like, stuff just happens and most people haven't been on the inside of a dozen weddings in their life they've generally Mm -hmm. been on the inside of the one wedding that they're currently living through and Mm -hmm. they they're not really sure what to do next and sometimes you got to kind of do that step in and help thing and that's something i tend to do a lot in my life is that step in and help it doesn't really matter (laughs) what it is um and uh it's a good quality though yeah exactly there's definitely worse qualities but it it leads to a lot of uh drain on me like physically Mm. yeah i believe it we'll be right back with the listener question for casey right after this message from our sponsor support for analog talk also comes from polaroid originals go to polaroidoriginals.com and use the offer code analog talk 10 at checkout to receive 10 percent off your next purchase 
Alright guys, this is the part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from at crown.photography. And he asks, what is the one photo you're most proud of capturing till this day? Yeah, I want to know too. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's, I feel bad for you because that's a very hard one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Which one of your kids is your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I, I'm honestly scrolling through my Instagram because there are so many favorites. Like, I've I've taken recently or, like, and I haven't really reflected on my own work in a really long time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's – there's so many for so many different reasons that I love. Um <laughs> you know like it's just uh well maybe maybe like your best or your your most proud of portrait and concert yeah. shot or right. something yeah we can we can kind of yeah, make it a little easier. tighten it up a little bit god one of my favorite portraits is probably there's there's two that stand out a lot one was when i was on warp tour we were in nashville and the morning before it was just dumping rain all freaking morning mm. Um, mm. and right before uh the the band set jonah came up to me he's like hey uh we're we're gonna do this in the mud and i'm like <laughs> excuse me oh my god what <laughs> and uh yeah so played i think maybe the first half of the first song and immediately uh jonah and kev get off stage leave the barrier and go out into the middle of this just mud pit that has opened up in front of the monster stage and they just start running and stomping and it's incredible (laughs) and at the end of the set of course they're both just absolutely covered and caked in mud and uh wait that's the is that the shot that's like the main page i think it's the first one i love that shot that is so good thank you yeah that's that's definitely one of the favorite uh portraits because it there's just the the mud adds so much depth to it and then Mm -hmm. the, the light was perfect and this made me fall in love with Portrait 800. I mean, holy crap, the colors were just amazing from the get off the scanner. Yeah. Like when I got them to, like, I barely had to touch them. I just did a little bit of contrast tweaks here and there. And I was just like, yep, this picture's done. Wow. <laughs> like, that, oh, that's so good. That is uh, one. And then the other favorite portrait uh, is probably one of a guitarist of a band called Stick to Your Guns. And used to be in Evergreen Terrace and singer of Casey Jones, uh, Josh James, and also in 18 Visions. And he was in town with 18 Visions and uh, hit him up. And there's just a a portrait of him on a black background that I did outside of the venue. Um, The light just worked out perfectly. And it's just like a lot of depth, a, a really cool vibe, and just one that I really like. Yeah, I mean, pretty much... Picking a favorite portrait is hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm trying to like rack my brain of mine <laughs> and I would just, I don't think I'd be able to do it. <laughs> do you have any favorite concert shots? Uh, I've got a That's couple. That's probably harder. Yeah. there's like um, a lot. <laughs> there's, uh, there have been a couple of uh, Circus Survive and Anthony uh, just because uh, there's not many people with the energy that he has on stage. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's it's very hard to capture, but it's also very easy to gonna, capture. I was just gonna say that it, it goes both ways. Like it's it's so easy to 
when you get the photo that mm-hmm. it's going to be right, but it's yeah. getting the right photo. If that makes yeah. sense, I, I realize yeah. it's kind of circular logic. Um, and then uh, <laughs> of those, uh, there, there's one also when he was playing with Seosin where it's him just holding the mic and hanging it out for the crowd, uh, singing along. I, that was one of those ones where I got it on the Leica and I was just astounded that I actually hit focus. <laughs> It was, uh, and then in addition to that, uh, shooting dashboard confessional is also a lot of fun. Um, oh yeah. Chris Caraba has again, great energy on stage and, yeah, uh, for sure. I was fortunate. Their the audience last- always has great energy too. Yes. And I was really fortunate the last time they were in Dallas and, uh, I was there and able to shoot them. My, my buddy, Joe Ortega was up from San Antonio and he's, uh, friends with them and he was able to get me set up to shoot pretty much their whole set. Oh, sick. So That's awesome. It kind of goes back to that like the stress is gone and I can just kind of take this at my own pace and shoot however many rolls of film I want and I can uh, yeah. take my time and wait for the right moments versus just like rattling off frames and trying to get something done and hope that you don't miss the moment while you're recopying. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm there's god there's so many there's one of oliver sykes from bring me the horizon just like crouched down on the stage um and that one was a just like yep you have to get this you cannot miss this you have to get this you cannot miss this Mm -hmm. like you kind (laughs) you you shoot gigs enough and you start kind of recognizing when those moments are happening and yeah yeah eventually the the pressure of it kind of fades and like yeah that mantra is kind of going through your head of like don't f this up dude yeah but you you know you can get it you just have to be be cool about it It, it's like there's there's one photo i took at warp tour several years back of uh, jordan buckley from every time i die jumping i i'm pretty sure off of his cab and i I did it on the pentax and it was one of those moments of like you just kind of see him working his way up uh his gear (laughs) and you're like he's gonna jump this is gonna happen he's jumping (laughs) he's gonna jump just wait just wait don't go too soon like it's kind of those moments of like letting yourself be patient right so that's, that's probably one of my favorites too. Oh, yeah. see, you'll you'll have to include these um, when you send. Yeah. When you send the file over, attach a couple of these so we can let our listeners. Yeah. Because this is a listening podcast. <laughs> yeah. We want we want them to be able to like flip through some of these and see some of these photos that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh shit! And I'm I'm sitting here like going through my Instagram because that's yeah. <laughs> how else am I going to jog up memories and like think of stuff that like yeah I, I love that photo. And I came up on one of uh, Winston McCall of uh, another Australian band, Parkway Drive. Um, and it's it's just not the typical photo I think one would think of when you think of this band. Um, they're hardcore, metalcore, metal uh, band. And it's pretty much just him with his head down, stopping and taking a breath uh, with a lot of directional light coming from behind him, just giving mm-hmm. a lot of tonality and there's just this great depth to the photo and like in the shadows Mm. and you're not losing anything on his face, even though like half his face is just completely lit and the other half is very much in shadow. I love photos like that, that are just kind of, they don't necessarily make the most sense for what the band is. Like I, I love the, the getting the metal photo 
or the metal band and it's just like everything feels so peaceful um, yeah like i, I love <laughs> that uh juxtaposition or dichotomy or whatever um it's funny and as i'm sitting here thinking about it there's there's a there's two photos from this one year of warp tour god what year was that it was yeah two- i only shot i only shot warp tour once and it was i shot it way digital. too many times Ugh, i wish way it was- too many times <laughs> i got um, to do it on film Anyway, and well, this is part of why this story is so great. (laughs) I went to Warped. It was 2008. It was like my I'd had a few press credentials through like late 2007, early 2008. That was like my first year in college. And I was going through and just like blasting uh, emails out to and like MySpace direct messages to bands be like, yo, can I have a photo yep. pass? I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> a, a few of them were very cool and gave me photo passes and uh, set your goals and four years strong. I think we're two of the first bands to ever give me photo credentials. Nice. Um, Man. And two of like my favorite bands to this day and uh, coming full circle, I wound up getting to do some portraits with them. at so what like 10 years later, super cool. Oh, that's amazing. That's um, but uh, so it's it's 2008, and I bought a I think a Canon EOS one in film body with the intent of just like I got it for a hundred bucks, and I wanted to shoot some 35 millimeter film, and I took that along with my 30D to work tour, where I had like my first like big press credential, and now in hindsight, like I'm like, yeah, they they gave those to a lot of people. Um, those, those photo pits <laughs> were crowded. And yeah, they they were tough to shoot in, but it it was always good times. And I don't think there was a warp tour that I shot where I didn't walk away with a photo that I really liked. Um, but this year, I'm I took photos at like one band, and I'm walking over, and 303 is playing, and I go and pull up my 30D to take a picture, and it just dies the shutter literally fails and it's probably it's probably noon and i think i've seen one band at this point and the rest of the day is there and (laughs) i had thankfully thrown that eos one in my backpack with a handful of rolls of film some provia a lot of triax uh i think i had some hp5 i was still trying to figure out i mean it's 11 years ago I'm still figuring out what film stocks I like. Um, I I love Provia, (laughs) but I also understood it was kind of a nightmare to shoot with and that I was going to have to nail my metering Mm. and that probably wasn't going to happen now that I don't have the ability to check my exposure on my digital. (laughs) And uh, I hadn't quite figured out that if I am in open shade in Texas at like that time of day, I can pretty much always shoot 1 1,000th F24 at ISO 320. I, yeah. And so I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to not shoot. I'm just going to have to like pace myself through the day. And uh, there's two photos from that day that always stick out. There's one is Frank Carter, uh, who used to sing for the band Gallows um, and now sings for a band. I think it's called Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. And he went down <laughs> into the into the middle of the pit, Mike stand it all and just post it up and I got this shot of him from profile, just letting loose into the mic. And it was, as soon as I took it, I was like, yep, that's one, like done. Um, And then very much later in the day, a a photo of uh, Tepe from Thrice and Dustin. And it kind of goes back to that like serene moment. And 
Tepe's in the foreground, Dustin's in the background and blurred out and uh, Tepe's just playing and it's just so absolutely peaceful looking and it's those two are some of my favorites and they came about purely because of that kind of awful situation of like my camera just died what do i do what do i do what do i do what do i do do? use the other camera and that's like wow yeah that's probably another thing that has kind of pushed me down the path of shooting film at concerts regardless of whether it's work tour or a festival or it's inside in the dark and i'm having to just hope my exposures work out and that's a crazy story i had a one of the shows i shot for this artist my camera my digital was acting up and it like was giving me all these weird this weird error code and i was like oh my god i don't have enough film i only brought like two roll like maybe one or two rolls i don't even know and luckily enough, it, it came back, but I was just like, okay, I got to put more film in yep. my bag <laughs> because <laughs> like, that's my backup, yeah, you know? Yeah, 100%. So I love that like that happened to you and like you didn't, it didn't come back and you just had to do it. That's kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was uh, Canon throwing, I think it was Error 99, which is the, the, the like the yeah. generic, something's wrong error. And uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I, I ran into a, another music photographer who's absolutely huge and his work is incredible. And he's always a total legend uh, to like talk to. But I'm like, yo, like, and he shoots can. I'm like, my camera's doing this. What do I do? And he's like, have you tried? Well, Send yeah. out for repair. Well, he was like, well, I've gotten that error sometimes. Like, I just took a pencil eraser to the, like, battery contacts and it started working mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And so I tried that and it didn't work. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> this is this is what it is. And at that point, it was just like. That's crazy. I'm shooting film today. I love that. In hindsight, I love it. At the time, it was. I'm sure you were sweating. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Panic. Wow. Jeez. Man, well, that that's kind of a good segment mm-hmm. into the next <laughs> into the next uh, question. Um, what? Okay, so we do this two part camera question thing, and uh, the first one is the desert island desert island camera. Like, which what camera can you Pentax not live without? Like, Done. what would you take Ooh, with? Quick answer. Oh, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it, that thing's a beast. It that is. And beast. it's just I there are a lot of photos I loved I've taken on 35 millimeter and like uh, there's pros and cons to both systems of like 35 millimeter. I can mm-hmm. take 36 yeah. photos, maybe 38 if I stretch it right. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas with the Pentax, I'm getting 10. But it's just the, the quality of the negative like is you just yeah. can't beat it the combination of like the massive negative and then that 105 or i i have the 55 f4 that i pull out once in a blue moon and i'm like oh yeah wide angles are cool on this too um (laughs) (laughs) yeah it looks so awesome the i have a 55 for my uh mamiya and it just looks so cool like shooting six seven like super wide like that yeah and it, it just like the and you're able to get so much detail in that depth, like that you get with that wide lens. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's a very cool camera that, yeah, that's always, probably always going to be my first response when asked mm-hmm. that question is it's the Pentax. Had it's a coming, feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the second part is the white whale camera. Is there anything that you're, you're lusting after something that you've wanted that you haven't had yet that. It's just like eating you alive inside. Um, honestly, no. I feel like for a long time, everyone was, and I'm sure people still are, all about like the contact 645 system and like mm-hmm. that 
made those cameras become the white whale, the great white buffalo without like yeah. ever. Yeah. 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 Really. I don't know. I, I just never kind of got the allure. Like for me, as soon as I picked up the Pentax, I was like, I don't really want or have need for another like big medium format camera. Um, and then I've got a, a Leica M6 that I absolutely love um, to shoot with. And yeah, there's just, there's not much out there, especially on the film side. Like that itch is very much scratched. Um, I just, yeah. I don't have, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a, which is. I mean, those are great choices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're not bad cameras. They're phenomenal yeah. cameras. Um, it's just, I don't see a need to hit my gear collection. What about any, like, any, any like point and shoots? You ever? I never really got into them. Like, no? I, I, I would probably really enjoy having one, especially like with all the cycling stuff, just to have something that I can just yeah, oh yeah. throw in a jersey pocket mm. on like some epic day that I'm doing with friends and like be able to take pictures. But I honestly don't really know anything about any of the point and shoots except for like one of my friends is on tour and he he has a point and shoot with him most of the time and he gets some cool stuff. But it's like this. The scenarios where I would use a point and shoot a lot, I can really just take my Leica. Mm-hmm. I can, I can blend yeah. in just as much with that and take photos, pr- not as quick, but pretty dang quick. And then the, it's a little bit quieter. You don't have the winding or anything to deal with that. So yeah, like my no real white white whale cameras for me. Anytime a guest is like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. You guys must sleep. They just sleep. You must go to bed at night just like like a baby. Yeah, it's I, – I did just like give myself a big like 30th birthday present of an M10P um, because I've wanted a digital Leica for oh. forever. Oh, nice. And nice. it's coming back from uh, San Francisco with my wife. We decided that we were going to go up the five and come back down mm. 101 and yes. PCH and go through yes. Big Sur and uh, Bigsby Creek Bridge and everything along that way. And it was so great and the only camera i had taken with me was my m6 because i was like i'm going up to san francisco to race when i'm not racing or to be walking around the city i don't want to be lugging around the pentax Mm -hmm. i want something small that i can just like tuck away and not really have to think about or deal with and that's what i had with me i'm like i would really like to have a digital version of this system i know this is analog talk but every now and again you got to shoot digital and uh (laughs) it happens yeah, so now like I've I've got a kit and I forget what Ona bag it is. They're just like little tiny small one and two Leicas, a flash and three lenses in there that if I put my Pentax in it would be the Pentax and a bot and a lens the lens that's attached to it and some rolls of film. And it's just like mm. I can't the the ability to and then being able to switch between the digital and film versions of that system are just great. It's the same thing reason i keep all my canon stuff is like i don't shoot it that much but i love having that i have an eos 3 now because the the one eventually died and i love the the ability to use my eye to control the af points on the three Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just again it's another tool that i like to use and because that's still good glass and it's still good gear yeah sorry i'm like rambling here (laughs) 
<laughs> no, no. I was just going to say, the point that's of a the podcast. point. I always, <laughs> <laughs> for the people that love to just listen nerd to, out. to us yeah. nerd out yeah, about this the stuff. Best. That's, that the, the eye control AF is like, it's the biggest disappointment that that does not exist on any camera anymore. Uh, that's currently yeah. in production, I don't think. I think maybe the Elon 7 still has it, if they're still making those. Um, that's what I, I have, the Elon 7 NE, the Canon. Yeah. And uh, I never got the hang of the eye focus thing, though. I I took it to Warped, because that seems to be a great place to try out and prove a camera. And yeah. uh, first band of the day, I think, was the story so far. And their singer Parker came on stage, grabbed the mic and just like was running full gas. And there's literally no way I would have gotten it composed the way I wanted it to with the AF point actually hitting focus without that eye control. Like, yeah, I just like I'm going to mess around with it more. Yeah. Experiment. It took a lot of calibration, like for three mm-hmm. or four days beforehand before it actually started picking up my eye consistently and just going where I wanted it to look like go. Yeah. But now that it's like set up, oh, it's, it's the best. Like, I, yeah, it's a great concept. Just look where you want, you yeah. know, like look, look where you want the focus. Yep. And then if you, if that doesn't work, you can still manually control the AF point. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I'd much rather be doing that than have the like every AF point is active and it's just going to kind of guess based on what algorithm Canon put into the camera. I, mm-hmm. I definitely have always liked the ability to just look and focus on what I want to be my focal point and go. And I think that's part of why the Pentax is the go-to for me is because that it's just such a big image that can focus pretty much anywhere on the ground glass. And then yeah, it's probably a reason why the light yeah. is still a little bit of a struggle for me is because I can't. You, yeah. Frame lines are a pain in the, mm-hmm. a pain in the it's butt. It's not <laughs> the frame lines. It's the, it's the fact that you always have the center composed to focus and then re recompose the, yeah. the, right. the frame right. lines I've actually kind of grown to love because it's like, okay, as long as I don't mix these up, Same. I'm good to go. Um, so just like being able to be like, oh yeah, that, let me shift this framing just a smidge because now I can get that in the background to kind of mm-hmm. get the depth. Good answer. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Great. Great answer. It makes you want to send answers. you a point and shoot though. <laughs> like, <laughs> cause point and shoots are my jam. I love my point and shoots, but anyway. <laughs> Eventually I, th- I think one will find its way to me, but I yeah. just need to know what I'm looking for other than trying yeah. to snag some contacts that everyone in the world is trying to get. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is uh cool. this is great, Casey. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having yeah. me. This was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Um so where can everybody check check you out? Website, Instagram. Instagram is at Casey Lee Photo, spelled just like that. There's no spaces or dots or anything like that. Uh website is CaseyLeephoto.com. Uh I have a Twitter and it pretty much is dormant, so don't even bother. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much where I'm at. Website and Instagram. Cool. Timothy, what about you? Guys, you can find me at Instagram at Timothy Makeups. I also make film photography related YouTube videos. Head over to YouTube.com. Go to the search bar. Just search Timothy Makeups. You'll find a bunch of stuff over there. And Chris, where are you? So I am Crispy Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, We are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, although 
it's kind of dormant a little bit too. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, and we are Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook page and a really rad group you can join and share photos and share articles and chat and talk and hang out. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome, cool. Casey. Thank you again for joining us. Yeah. yeah thanks, Casey. We had fun. Thanks, guys. All right, everybody. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. All right, first off, we want to thank Casey for being on the show. Casey, thanks for carving out the time and chatting with us. It's a lot of fun getting to pick your brain with all your music photography and your portraits and all that interesting, fun stuff. Thanks, Casey. Guys, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we are now releasing the show a day early over there. It's going to be released on Tuesdays. And we also have a bunch of other fun stuff over there. Prints, uh, buttons, all kinds of fun stuff. Just head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. And yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this week. And we will see you next week with an all new guest. See you guys. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.